Seven. Three. Five. Two. One. Go. Hey, this is Drew here with my little sister, Ashley. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Nice delay. And best friend, Derek. Ho, 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 ho. Wow. Ashley, did you hear Derek's uh, Ashley voice last week? I didn't. Oh, I'm sure it was good. (laughs) It was was something. Anyway, you are listening to New Release, a movie podcast with a time-traveling twist episode. We have another even number here, 140. Ah! (laughs) Is that the shaving cream sound? Yes, this is the stinging. Not bad. (laughs) Ashley, when the heck are we this week? Well, we're in November of 1992, which is pretty much done at this point. Our Thanksgiving leftovers are gone, our guts are plum stuffed, and we're making our list for the next big ho-ho holiday. Also, (laughs) did you know this is our last week in 1992? Because we sure didn't. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Drew, when were you planning on telling us this? Because I also did not know that. (laughs) I'm telling you right now. Is that not plenty of notice? Pretty timely, I guess. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we will give a little hint as to what's coming next. Um, but yeah, it's going to be an exciting December for new release. Derek, can you give us a teaser? Mm-hmm. New animatronic state-of-the-art Santa Claus featured at our own TW Bonkers is now the subject of an international recall. Sounds bloody. Yeah. Um, we probably <laughs> won't be watching that movie per t- in particular, but we'll see. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Maybe sounded, we will. Sounding great. <laughs> yeah. Jesus um, Christ, there's some fucking gnarly kills in this. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas, bloody Christmas is coming soon to a podcast near you. Meanwhile, Ashley, what's uh, showing at the multiplex this week in 1992? Sure. There's this beautiful poster of a Whitney Houston um, being cradled by (laughs) Kevin Costner. And it says, never let her out of your sight. Never let your guard down. Never fall in love. And this Mm. movie, I don't know if you have seen it, is called Bodyguard. Okay. So that's not a creepy never let her out of your sight. It looks pretty creepy. (laughs) It's his job. Uh, Okay. I've never seen it, but... (laughs) It's a classic, obviously. I think it's like one of the biggest soundtracks of all time. But I think we need something more festive. Any any other options? Well, there is this one that takes place in New York with the Wet Bandits. That sounds familiar. <laughs> um, or Sticky Bandits with Marv and Harry. Um, I just saw a traveling uh, sideshow full of wet specimens, by the way. What? <laughs> <laughs> they had this the freak show or whatever you went to yeah at the freak show i've got like merch and they had t-shirts and the like the whole <sighs> exhibit was called wet specimens really yeah which somehow sounds way <laughs> more disturbing than wet bandits even though wet yeah. bandits sounds pretty gross sticky on its bandits own sounds gross too. sticky bandits wet bandits um any kind of specimen 
combined yeah. with goo is um goo specimens is something what i can't if, wait to see yeah <laughs> what about a little kid named kevin McAllister? oh is this a sequel by chance it by chance is home alone 2 lost in new york well okay obviously we have to go yeah <laughs> all right let's do it America's smallest hero is lost in America's biggest city. Can I help you? Reservation for McAllister? He's in New York. Hiya, pal. Oops. Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. What kind of idiots do you have working here? The finest in New York. Rated PG. Now playing at theaters everywhere. Woohoo! Ooh, Kevin, Kevin, nope. Kevin. He's back. <laughs> so we watched Home Alone 1990, the original for the podcast. That was like one of the marquee movies that we had on the calendar that year. Probably our most 90s movie or neck and neck with um, most 1990 movie, neck and neck with Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. So, so looking forward, looking forward to this. Um, certainly brought back some memories. But I've I've got some issues. I want to hear I, I want to hear y'all's thoughts first because I might be a little bit of a Grinch this episode. Derek, I know you were really excited for this and loved it as a kid. But how does it hold up for you as an adult traveling back to 1992 to watch it? I still really like it. Um, it's it has just several really awesome, memorable scenes that I that just bring me back to how I felt when I was a kid. And I think I had seen this movie at least 20 times when I was a kid. Wow. Yeah. More than the first one I think you mentioned last week, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. This one, definitely. How does that happen? Like, just you were, the first one kind of surprised you. And then by the time the sequel came out, you just had it on VHS or it was just on more. You were more aware of it. Yeah, I think, uh, well, the first one was the first movie that I could ever remember seeing. And I was scared by it. So that might be why I didn't want to watch it again. Hmm. Or oh, at least right. in yeah. the beginning intro sequence. Um, this movie opened up similarly with kind of like a creepy sky and some creepy kind of sure did. music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But uh, yeah, I must have had it on VHS. But otherwise, I can't imagine how else I would have watched it that many times. Yeah. Well, you're probably just like Kevin style sneaking off to the theater, taking ca- taking cabs, doing your own doing your own thing, going to the cinema every day, getting skittles, baby. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly gotta start start young ashley how um how did this hold up for you um i oh i don't want to be a grinch um, oh, no. <laughs> kind of too it's just exactly the same movie yep but a little more violent so like i can't i don't know it was fine it wasn't like a terrible movie kevin's kind of a little asshole um and then he redeems himself at the end just like the first movie but i wish it just was a little different <laughs> It the easiest way I can describe it is it definitely feels lazy. It feels like the first one invented a template that was yeah. highly successful financially and and really fun um, as a movie. Whether you're watching when you're younger or as an adult, you get like all this wish fulfillment. Whether it's mm-hmm. a literal wish when he looks up at the moon and wishes that he could be alone, <laughs> or you know, I think I thought that part was really fun mm-hmm. in the first one, kind of speculating about that. And so we just get we get more of the same. Now it's his wish come true. I guess he was 
always wanted to visit New York or just knows it's a big city. He's seen it in movies. He likes the trees. Um, I mean, yeah, he likes the trees. The, the, I thought my favorite part of this movie was probably when he first arrives in New York and he's, you know, hanging out of the taxi and then somehow he gets onto like the top of the tallest building in New York by himself. It's like under construction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you get these like uh, helicopter shots that really capture like the scope of this little kid in New York and all the wonder and excitement. If he's not scared, <laughs> uh, scared to death that would come along with that. And then he gets to order a bunch of ice cream in his hotel room, watch the same exact movie from the first one, meet yeah. a stand in for the old man in the pit in the form of the pigeon lady. That is like very similar to the character in the first one. Um, the like wise misbegotten uh, person from no, society. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, beat for beat, it's the same exact movie. I, I think it's kind of funny that they forget him again. Like, I'll forgive the movie for using that setup again, but then it doesn't need every single <laughs> other, like, moment to play out in the same way. Derek, yeah. I mean, I don't... We're not, like, attacking you, because... I, oh, no. I, I agree this movie fine. was fun, but did any of that bother you? Just kind of like the parallels to the first one? Honestly, no. Um, yeah. I kind of liked kind of knowing, well, in hindsight. The familiarity. Yeah, the familiarity. Yeah. Um, and as a kid, I didn't even pay attention to that. But yeah, so like the the old old man across the street that was said to have like murdered people in the original one is now the bird lady. You know that she's going to come back and help. Yep. And there's a lot, there's definitely a lot of foreshadowing in this that I noticed. Um, again, just because I've seen it so often. So yeah. I don't know. It kind of adds to the experience for me. I can see that. I mean, especially when you're watching it when you're younger, it's probably really satisfying. You haven't seen a million movies. You've seen the same few movies over and over yeah. again. And Home Alone is is one of them. And you're like, it feels really satisfying to predict it. As an adult, you know, once the nostalgia wears off, it is less satisfying to be able to predict the movie um, for yeah. me. But it's still like I think the biggest problem for me. Let's let's play a clip of um, a montage of some of the uh, Kevin versus Sticky Bandits footage, <laughs> and then let's talk about the the over the top violence in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. Marv's life bar is going down. Yep. Yep. That's the staple gun going into his butt and crotch. Oh my god. And then his, and his nose. face. Yep. And that's a backbreaker for Harry. Okay. Alright, that'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> that'll do that'll do. Uh, uh wow. <laughs> yeah. Painful. I, I mean, we're not the first people to point out based obviously on that YouTube video compilation and with that has like video game health bars. There's other ones that have like a home alone to kill count how many times they should have died. <laughs> so we're not breaking any new ground. But what's like I think I think what they're going for in uh, I saw an interview or a review with uh, Siskel or Ebert saying that it's like the roadrunner um, killing the coyote. Like they're going for cartoon 
violence when they first confront or when Kevin catches them in the act at the the toy store, they yeah. run out and he's got this like um, seesaw set up outside the window and one of them is on it and the other one jumps on it and and it it pops him like a hundred feet in the air and yeah. he lands on a car like he's fine. Uh, them them like tripping over marbles or sliding on ice, all that is you know like in the in the realm of realism. Mm-hmm. the other stuff feels like you're watching a cartoon and then i just don't really know how kids are so, i mean i don't care like i'd rather show a kid a horror movie than maybe like a movie like this because i'm not really sure how we're supposed to process <laughs> yeah the violence like is it right. funny is it <laughs> is it scary like derek was do you remember like is that the kind of stuff that scared you when you were a kid or it was just fun funny it was just fun and yeah. funny yeah, like the, I mean, I do kind of remember, unless this was, you know, as an adult watching it again, the brick part being like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yep, same. that would kill somebody. Yep. Three mm-hmm. times. <laughs> yeah. Or at least three or four times. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, getting uh, shot in the nose with a staple gun or a nail gun. Yeah. Oof. I thought it was a nail no gun blood, when it went so, up his uh, butt, but then he turned around staple. and it was a staple gun because yeah. I thought they shot a nail straightly up his his butthole, which was pretty hard to. <laughs> oh, no. This um, is kind of like a. I, I have a feeling that pro- remember Problem Child that we watched yeah. the podcast. Yeah, this is kind of like a uh, a more cartoonish version of of what Problem Child does. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a good comparison because I think what does save this movie. Uh, well, I mean, it doesn't need saving, but what is undisputable about the movie is how good. Macaulay Culkin is as a young Kevin, like not only like, you know, in the physical sense, he holds his own against these adults and they're like completely inept um, criminals and, and just horrible at everything they're trying to do and have no awareness, but he, his performances in serious scenes is really good. Like he carries the movie, whereas problem child, He's just obnoxious the whole time. Like you just yeah, hate he's terrible. anytime he's on the screen, which is the point, but it's not fun. This is fun because you do like Kevin. Um, for the most part. Sometimes. You know, Ashley, what was what was bothering you about him? He's just like he's such like a little jerk. I don't know. Like I just don't and he's he was like that from what I remember in the first movie. He's just like this little bratty kid. And he says like really mean things to his family, and then they're like, "Oh, we love you, Kevin," and forgive him at the end because they find him because they lose him again. I'm gonna disagree with you. Um, you don't think he's a jerk? No, I think I he's mean, a it's... jerk, but it's I, I like it because it seems totally earned. Like the way Buzz treats him, obviously, and they the way they humiliate him yeah. at yeah. the Christmas um, oh, yeah. performance. Yeah. Like yeah, everyone's laughing at him, and then Buzz gives the most fake apology, and we know. <laughs> that he whispers in Kevin's ear, like a trout you're sniffer. A, a trout sniffer. <laughs> um, so like Kevin is being honest, like he has every right to be annoyed with his family and yeah. the parents. I, I think we're supposed to be on his side because they're, they're just doling out like a blanket punishment for, they mm-hmm. want him to apologize and they don't care wh- about his justifications. I mean, most of the time parents are probably right, but in this case they're wrong. Yeah. So, I was on Kevin's side pretty much the whole time. I, that's what I disagree about. He is a he is a jerk, but mm-hmm. I thought it. And maybe in the first movie, it felt a little less deserved. In this movie, I thought it was deserved the whole time. What? I why mean, was he upset in the first movie? I don't really remember what happened. 
they well, blamed Buzz him was being like, an asshole to him the entire time. Yeah. Somebody ate his like cheese pizza. I guess that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he I, I think in the first one, he is more of a dick to his mom. Like okay. and they have the same scene, of course, because they have every scene in this yeah. movie that takes place in the first one where he's like, <laughs> I just want to be alone for Christmas. Right. I wish um, he's like just to the disappear. Attic. Yeah. 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 And, and so, then in both movies, he was forced to sleep with that, uh, with the kid that wets the bed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one of his, um, one of his real bros. His little yeah, brother. That's yeah. his real little brother, which is yeah. so cute. Because <laughs> this is only, yeah, this is only two years later. I was going to say, did they have to like, he's got Karen and Rory. I don't know which one is in this movie, but I don't know. Um, I don't know how their ages are staggered. I think it's Kieran because I I was yeah it's definitely Kieran, okay, because um, he was in that uh, intro credits. Yeah, well, I mean, the hygiene like what about all the hotel stuff? So Rob Schneider is there. Um, what's the other guy's name from the hotel? Oh, I don't remember, but he's he's from a, a famous uh, actor, Rocky Horror. Pa- oh, Tim yeah. Curry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fucking awesome. <laughs> I forgot he was in it completely. So like, Kevin, oh. so uh, Tim Curry thinks, well, knows something's up with Kevin, but, and then gets his kind of minion, which is Rob Schneider to like spy on him and go into his room and look through his stuff. Yeah. And then Kevin's kind of nice to Rob. So he's Rob Schneider is kind of letting Kevin get away with stuff. Right. Uh, kind of. he's, not really... he's, he's just inept like every adult in the movie i mean <laughs> i get, that's the other thing i know it's supposed to contrast like how smart and ingenuitive kevin is with how dumb and useless mm-hmm. all the adults are but it gets a little like <laughs> it stretches my patience a little bit that they're all just complete buffoons yeah and again we get now he has a talk boy which is a great uh merchandising promotion we could learn a thing or two from <laughs> whoever made this movie um to you know have our new release merchandise ready to go every time a new episode comes out but like it's basically the same gimmick and like they're all in the room i mean i know this is all just supposed to be dumb and funny it's but... for kids drew yeah well <laughs> i think the, the best way you said it was cartoony cartoonish yeah. it's like a, a live action cartoon I'm trying to like I'm trying to picture in my head if this was Itchy and Scratchy or Tom and Jerry, the the kid friendly version. Tom and Jerry. <laughs> Would I like do, it yeah. better? Wiley Coyote. In animated. You know, I mean like if the movie played out exactly the same way, but it was aesthetically a cartoon, mm. would I have more patience for it? I mean mm. probably. Well, yeah, probably. And I, I, I don't I think it's the adults that would benefit from it. Kevin is a real person in this movie he's the only character that feels like a real person everyone mm-hmm. and i think that's what's so exciting probably about watching it as a kid like you get to be the kid and that feels super smart because either your parents are treating you unfair or everyone is out to get you like it's validating but as an adult i'm just you know like it'd be nice if there was a couple a other adult, adult characters to latch on to. That's what the, the bird lady. Exactly. Let's play her. And let's play. Yeah. 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 Let's play the bird lady. Wait. 
It's mostly Kevin talking, I think. It's the second clip. <laughs> oh, right. I'm just afraid if I do trust someone, I'll get my heart broken again. I understand that. I used to have this really nice pair of rollerblades. I was afraid if I wore them, I wrecked them. So I kept them in a box. And do you know what happened? No. Oh. I outgrew them. I never wore them once outside. I just wore them in my room a couple times. A person's heart and a person's feelings are very different than skates. Well, they're kind of the same thing. <laughs> if you aren't going to use your heart, then what's the difference if it gets broken? If you just keep it to yourself, maybe it'll be like my rollerblades. Oh. Yeah. How did that scene hit for real? Sweet. It got me a little bit. It got me a little bit. <laughs> Go back to crotch hits. Um. <laughs> Stable going to the head instead. No. Yeah. No, it was it was really sweet. Um, it made me like it redeemed Kevin a little bit, and the bird lady was really sweet. It made me a little sad. Also, yeah. he, I mean, I'm kind of going to a different scene, but he was really nice to the um, the toy store owner when he first went in there. Right, he donated money to their children's yep. cause, and then he got the two doves off mm-hmm. the Christmas tree. So that was yeah. I mean, Ashley is the one who's being a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> I might have missed that scene. So like (laughs) his one like really sweet scene because at the end of the movie, I think I was falling asleep during it. And so at the end of the movie is like in the two turtle doves. And I was like, what is he talking about? (laughs) Yeah, they definitely come back. The the, like he the uh, Mr. Duncan, the owner of the the huge toy store just happens to be working at the register i mean that 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 makes perfect sense like he is just secretly kind of like um being a cashier for a minute and he keeps talking about like the owner of the store really loves kids the owner of the store thinks kids are the the most pure you know form (laughs) of humanity and obviously it's it's him but even kevin realizes it when he sees a painting of him and like he donates the money that he stole from his dad, but <laughs> is planning to pay it back. Um, yeah. So, I mean, he does I, I, eventually yeah. bust the window open with a brick, but that is to, to save, save the store. But he to has save to. The store. Yeah. 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 I, I think mean, all he... of his actions are justified. I mean, the only thing that caught, I mean, he, he could have just more efficiently killed the two the two <laughs> criminals. <laughs> um, he didn't need to torture them. This is basically Saul. Uh, yeah at a certain point <laughs> for kids. Like, yeah because i mean it's <laughs> there's a lot easier he explodes them with kerosene he electrocutes um uh, the one until he turns into a skeleton uh mm-hmm. derek that's where it gets like super cartoony like he literally just turns into like <laughs> yeah. a skeleton and then turns back into a person <laughs> um, <laughs> so i'm fine with i'm fine with all that but um but yeah, and he he saves the store. That's his big good deed. He says he feels really guilty. He expresses guilt too, Ashley, which should no, I know. Show a little, you know, you could show a little compassion for. Fine. Um, and all that he's guilty of is getting accidentally getting on the wrong plane and then ordering ice cream. Like he Nine, like eight hundred some money. Ice cream. <laughs> yeah, like okay, he spent some of his dad's money. He tricked yeah. the hotel. He could have gone to the police, maybe. <laughs> yeah, he could have easily been like, "Hey, these two guys are gonna rob the store." Also, I'm lost. I guess what I guess his big turning his big turning point is when he first gets to New York. He obviously knows well, that he, something he is wrong. Chi- well, yeah. yeah, he thinks he's in Chicago. No, he thinks he's right. in Florida. Oh, right. 
he asked the he asked the person at the desk where am I what city is that outside the window? Yeah, yeah. And no. then, then instead like, of yeah, oh go ahead. I was just gonna say then he was just like, I'm in New York City. <laughs> Let's <Pumped>. go. <laughs> yeah. Right. Shopping so that's montage. the turning point. Like if he was acting like I don't know, if he was behaving properly, he would have just stayed there, there and sorted it out instead of yeah. trying to go on up uh you know but like that's that's hardly a it's dangerous <laughs> it's hardly a crime yeah. or hardly like you know homeland uh, two lost for 15 minutes in an airport yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah would have been a great from gate great to movie. gate <laughs> anyway i mean I, I was entertained for the most part the whole time it's just by the end of the movie it adds up to not much new information after from you know the first one and that's fine i think that's that's what they they wanted to satisfy audiences and give you play the hits yeah and they They did they should have added another bandit or something just a little something different. I don't know. Well, they kind well, of yeah. added the, the, the hotel staff were kind of like the, the yeah. well, right. there were three mm-hmm. of them, but that's they true. were Another kind of level. The, the other antagonist, even though they were doing their job. Well, <laughs> really. minus minus the snooping and, and spying. but Yeah. <laughs> I, I was thinking like, because de- Derek and I talked last week, like most people like D2 more than D1, Mighty Ducks 2 over over the first one mm-hmm. and it's a totally different um setup when it's a sports movie or something that's already kind of a, a certain formula and mm. it's b- baked into the formula that there's going to be another season or a bigger tournament or like <laughs> it's it's less um annoying and redundant i feel like to see that play out in a in a sports movie sequel mm-hmm. yeah and then the, you have this whole like group of characters and they're getting older and you get to see like their development and this it just puts everything on kevin and <laughs> again <laughs> again yeah. and he and... He carried the movie both times yes he did he's good he's a really good actor and i mean in the in the hijinks i mean if you yeah. enjoy the mousetrap style traps mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, cartoon Check violence Check yeah that box yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's <laughs> They they did they raise did they up the ante on the violence in this one I I'd say yes yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. well yeah I don't just even the know bricks how to by itself the bricks yeah were even harder for me to watch I was like oh but then it's just like a little mark on his head and I was like that would have destroyed his brain so right I think we have like a different awareness maybe just people that watch football are like way more sensitive to head injuries than they were. Um, yeah. in the 90s it's just like you can't sustain um 18 concussions in two minutes and ever uh <laughs> function again the good news is they were brain dead to start so yeah. what yeah. difference does it really make does make sense yeah who cares um, you can't <laughs> blow up you can't like dip your flaming head into a toilet of kerosene and have the whole house explode and, and then fine. be fine <laughs> Like you can't turn into a skull and bones, <laughs> just crawl back. Just from, you can't time. fall down twenty flights of of uh, windows. And anyway, so um, yeah, they should have. Yeah, but but what really did them in was the pigeons, of course. Yeah, attack <laughs> so, of the pigeons. Yeah, it's always the damn birds. Now the birds were cool. Um, yeah, they're awesome. That's pretty much all I've got, Ashley. I'm sure you've been saving a killer poem for us this week. Why do you do that when you know I don't have one? Oh, man. You're really making us wait. Well, 
Um, I know I'm going to do like a compilation of like four movies in one poem. It's going to be wild. (laughs) It'll be our Christmas present eventually. Oh yeah. Perfect. To the audience. All right. Well, any, y'all have any other thoughts before we move on? I'm good. No. (laughs) (laughs) Definitive. All right. Well, um, We'll talk a little bit more about Home Alone shortly, but first, it's time for our favorite segment of the week, something we call Rank the Blank. Derek, do we have a sponsor this week? We sure do. Mm. Talk boy, wait for it. Hi everyone, it's me, Talkboy FX Plus. I'm no ordinary pen. Just yesterday, I did a little <laughs> Yeah. And that's not all. I do sound effects. Hey, let's do lunch. And I even do impressions. Check out my voice changer. Kiss me, I'm a prince. Kiss me, I'm a prince. <laughs> Talkboy FX Plus recording pen with six sound effects and 12 seconds of digital recording from Tiger. I fucking had one of the... Well, that's my exhausting. Had one of those. Oh, okay. So this is not the, you know, the cassette recorder. This right, is this a is... pen. I had mm-hmm. no idea this was a thing a until pen? they contacted yeah, us. Yeah, it's a pen. Wow, what? So it can shock you. You've seen one you? of these? Yeah, no. I play. I played with one. It wasn't mine. It was my friend's. Um, the battery always died, though. Go figure. <laughs> it it's it's it the size of a pen. Oh, yeah. wild. <laughs> yeah, but the the best thing about it was like the the slow motion thing. Did it write? Or not the slow motion, the um, slowing down the voice. So, like, I vividly remember my friend. It's so fucking stupid, but we said, <laughs> Mama, Mama Titty again. And when you slowed it down, it was like, Mama Titty again. And, like, we would, we just sat in my friend's room, just playing it over and over, just cracking uh, it. I yeah, did it. Did it write? Drew wants to know. Yeah. Yeah. It wrote too. Was it a shitty ink writer? Well, I don't know if we even tried. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine it it does have a little bit of ink. Yeah. Well, hopefully that that never runs out. (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, get your Tuckboy FXs while you can. They might be like a million dollars on eBay or they might be dirt cheap. I have no idea. Hundred dollars. I've never heard of one. Yeah. So thank you, Talkboy FX, for sponsoring Rank the Blank, a segment where we pick a topic inspired by the week's movie and rank our personal favorites. This week's topic is Best Toy Store. And I think we should include both real toy stores that we've been to and fictional toy stores from movies and see what shakes out. Are you all cool with that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sounds good. Um, Ashley, we might have picked some of these. So, any ones you want to mention from uh, our honorable mentions that didn't make the sure. cut? Yeah. So we have <clears throat> Gimbal's Department Store from Elf, which is actually a pretty cute department store. Um, we have FAO Shorts from Big with a famous piano scene. We have the Lego Store. We have Al's Toy Barn and Toy Story. And Playco Toys and Jingle All the Way. Oh, and Playland Toys and Child's Play, which, no thank you. Yeah, some of these are analogs of real stores, like meant to be a Toys R Us knockoff. Um, Some of them... So, FAO Schwartz is in, like, um, half a dozen movies. Mm -hmm. So, that's the movie, the you know, what they show. And that's what the... Duncan's toy chest is it's it's filmed at at FAO Schwartz so that's probably the most 
prolific one because mm-hmm. it's in New York and it's maybe the oldest, most iconic Toy Story in America. Of course, closed like all, like pretty much all of these. Yep. Uh, sadly, uh, go Amazon. But <laughs> oh. yeah. So let's see. Duncan's toy chest from the movie is going to be a strong contender. Um, let's just jump. Let's jump right in. Ashley, what's your choice? I'm going to go with Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium because it's full of magic. And who doesn't mm. want a toy store that's like all magic? I'm just saying. What I haven't seen the movie, Harry but Potter? I watched the trailer. No, it's <laughs> oh, the, no, no. The, that's from the actual movie. Mr. Yeah, Wonder it's like Emporium. Dustin Hoffman and Natalie Portman or something. Um, but okay. yeah, it's just like Points a toy store with, for you not seeing it. with tons of magic. <laughs> so I think it, that's pretty strong contender. Yeah, unfortunately, I haven't seen it either. Uh, this might be the first time and someone's picked something that no one's seen. (laughs) (laughs) So good job there. It does sound cool. It does sound magical. And if you're a kid and you could go to like a toy store seems magical anyway. um, Yeah. And then you actually add magic to it. Yeah. Okay. Strong argument. Um, Oh, for me. Dramatic pause. I was trying to figure out where we should, um, we should work in a clip for one of the ones that we didn't pick. So um, I think we should play more clips during this segment. Derek, can you um, play the RTB clip that's highlighted? Is there a clip or am I finding it? It's, no, it's, a, it's in the clips. outline. Oh, duh. Piano lessons. Three years. He's uh, dancing on a big keyboard. That's fucking rad. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Have you seen Big? I have. I and I've seen these like floor keyboards, but this one's like high, huge, extremely legit. Yeah. It's not like a. <laughs> yeah, it's not a gimmicky one. So that's yeah. like. That's I, I I mean maybe this is not definitive, but I think that's the most famous toy story toy store scene in a movie. <laughs> in a ever. story, Tom Hanks, <laughs> toy stories, toy store. Yeah, we never yeah. picked it. It's a body swap movie where you know Tom Hanks uh, makes a wish at Zoltan and mm-hmm. gets to be an adult, and then as an adult he can like <laughs> spend extra time in toy stores and do things <laughs> that he would want to do as a kid. So. Um, I just wanted to squeeze that in as an honorable mention too, before I make my pick. I was really torn. Um, we have Ira's toys from the horror movie, the 1984 <laughs> horror movie that we watched, Silent Night, Deadly Night, and uh, the movie spends a lot of time and there's a lot of kills in the store, and you mm-hmm. can see like vintage Star Wars toys. You can see like real toys from the early 80s in the movie, which is fun. But getting killed. Um, Not as fun. Less fun. So I'm going to go with KB Toys, even though Derek and I are going to be duking it out. I have a feeling. Yeah. Um, my pitch for KB Toys over a bigger toy store is that you could sneak in there if you're going on a mall trip. We could also go to like some strip malls that had them. But the density and the like <laughs> um, just full immersion into toys like per square foot felt like more exciting to me somehow than Toys R Us. Toys R Us is maybe overwhelming and, and you have to pick 
a section to focus in on. Oh my god! KB, you could go up and down every aisle. They did have video games. They had little uh, ferrets that rolled around, like to draw you into the store. They, <laughs> it was just a magical experience. Like it made going to the eye doctor <laughs> worthwhile. Oh yeah, eye doctor and toy store. We could pop over to KB uh, after that, and and yeah, it was just. It was so in, in, uh, inspiring as or awe inspiring as a kid to see a whole shelf of video games like in the same place, like just imagining that you could just walk in there and buy anything you wanted, but you couldn't because <laughs> very limited resources. But you could dream about it and see it at least yeah. see it. So Drew's really my... trying to play to the audience of his sister, myself. <laughs> Because we did not go to talking down every every talking point yeah. that I've yep. I've got. I put those in there. So when you say the hamps <laughs> the the ferrets were, rolling, were were hanging out, are you talking about the ball? Yeah, like the ferret. Yeah, ball I remember thing? like the fake ball ferret yeah. thing. They, they would always like put little... something at the door at the entrance way, like yeah. a carnival barker KB or like a moving robot badass. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So that's Derek? all fine and dandy. <laughs> <laughs> thank you um they're in at least the toys r us so mine mine i'm calling out toys r us or i'm not okay. calling out i'm choosing toys r us um i have a very vivid memory of playing nintendo 64 there and also playing what was that um that thing you put over your your virtual eyes? boy virtual boy yeah, virtual boy for the very first time there, wow. and uh, you would just hang out and wait for the stupid little shithead kids <laughs> to stop playing with the one that you want to play with. Yep. And then sometimes I just sit there for thirty minutes, and my parents were doing whatever. I don't know. But then for me, yeah, for me that was Sears. <laughs> 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 um, but then also I would ride the bikes around the store, and like nobody would stop you for the most part. And yeah, skate can... skateboarding too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could do whatever you wanted. Yeah, and I do remember playing hide and seek inside of the the Toys R Us. But also okay. to speak to the toys that were just there that you fucking wanted, um, I remember looking at the Power Ranger toys, and they looked so rad. They were action figures, but they were probably like the size of I hate to say, it, but like Barbies mm-hmm. or like GI Joes. And I just remember getting, I think it was the yellow or pink ranger <laughs> because that's all they had left. But I was so stoked to get yeah. just like a power ranger. Oh, that's awesome. I think it was the yellow one. And I was so stoked. So, hell yeah. Yeah. So. Well, so, I mean, you not only could you browse an infinite amount of toys, it was also your personal like playground, it sounds yeah. like, for video games and for just <laughs> like uh, bike riding and action sports. So, <laughs> I think I have affinity for KB because that's just the one we went to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you make a really strong argument for Toys R Us. It also kind of reminds me of that scene in Gremlins where Gizmo <laughs> is riding the car around the, the store. The, pink Barbie, Corvette. the Barbie car. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The pink Corvette. So that was Derek on a little tricycle or whatever. <laughs> Derek slash Danny from The Shining. He's made, he probably looked like Danny growing up. With your bowl cut and and uh, little sweaters, yeah, <laughs> little so. sweaters, little sweaters. <laughs> um, damn. Well, oh man, Mr. Okay. Megorium's dead last. We can agree on that. Yeah, that's no, fine. Because we don't. Well, look. only because it's not like a. Well, I mean, I've never been to FAO shorts, but 
I was trying to do in like a childhood reminiscence rating. Yeah. Oh, reminiscing about the times you never went to or saw the movie. Yeah. Well, that's no, I wasn't saying that KB Toys and Toys R Us would be the highest because I've never been to FAO Shorts and obviously the other ones fictional. Yeah, so, I, yeah. I wasn't blown away with the toy selection that we see in the movie. Oh, yeah. No, it, it's like, They're like old it, school toys. Yeah. Yeah. It's and mm-hmm. it's more of like, yeah, you don't you don't find a Power Ranger there. You find yeah. a train set. A wooden or, nutcracker. Yeah. The like, one thing he buys there is like a monster soap or a slip and slide goo, right? Oh, yeah. It's that green yeah. goo stuff. Yeah. yeah. Which that's is cool. Like, but... I feel like they called it monster soap, but I'm not sure <laughs> I like that. Maybe that's okay. what we'll sell in our store. Um, okay, Ashley. Well, you got your work cut out for you, assuming Megorium last, Duncan Toy Chest third. third. Yeah. I mean, KB versus Toys R Us. Oh no. It's not fair because KB was like our childhood, but Derek's childhood sounds sweet with Toys R Us. So um I'm gonna put Toys R Us first, actually. Yeah. It's pretty iconic. Ability to, like, Dude, I think iconic. it's been like ten yeah. plus episodes since I've won a rank the blank. Oh yeah, at least. <laughs> yeah, at least. And I, I haven't joined a lot of them, but also <laughs> I was gonna say I was waiting for you to to give me the, the W this week, but KB Toys was more accessible because they were in sure. every single mall. Mm-hmm. Whereas Toys R Us, you had to like go find them. You had to go out of your way just to be like, oh, Toy Store. And then like, just go to Toys R Us. You're not doing anything else. So, yeah. But I still went, ha ha, woo. Good choice. I think yep. the good news so. with the good news yeah. is um, I think they have like a partnership or something with Macy's and they're doing like Toys R Us pop ups the last two years. Because of course, all the stores they used to go to are closed. Um, Yep. They lasted longer than KB though, because uh, they weren't attached to malls, I guess. Yeah. And even Schwarz closed in 2015, so that was the end of an era. I always thought it was Schwartz. Is it Schwarz? I did too, but it is FAO Schwarz. Oh. Hmm. Okay, that's last now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sweet Toys R Us, good job, Derek. Congrats. You did it. Okay, well that's it. Thank you. Um, that's it for rank the plank. Stick around. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. See ya. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Uh, thank you, Talkboy FX, for fake sponsoring Rank the Blank this week. Now let's get back to our feature presentation. Actually, what's the buzz on Home Alone 2? All your kid friends liking it? Critics, who are you talking to? Um, Kid friends, yes. Critics, uh, not as much as the first one. The first one got like rave reviews. This one's doing mediocre. Yeah. So, um, but I would like to hear from an expert and see what they actually have to say. Sure. We have two experts, actually. Oh, yeah, shit. Me and Drew. <laughs> yeah. Game. What do you guys think? <laughs> Let's hear it. Again, marginal thumbs down for me on Home Alone 2. And I know that every 10-year-old kid in America is going to hate me for it. 
Well, yeah. I won't hit you for it, Gene, because my thumb is not even marginally down, and I'll tell oh. you why. First of all, I didn't even go for the Brenda Fricker scenes because I thought that they went on way too long, were overwritten and treacly and sentimental and shameless yeah. in the way that little the little Damn. twerp kind of lectures her on the meaning of life and the wow. meaning of truth, and she's so grateful to find out these words of wisdom from his angelic little mouth. And then as far as the burglars are concerned, <laughs> wow. the violence, which is obviously, you're quite right, modeled on all those <laughs> cartoons with the Roadrunner yeah. and Wiley Coyote. They use the wide-angle lens to make right. it seem that things are really coming from a long way down and slamming on top of everyone is really tough stuff. You know, usually live-action versions of cartoons don't work because when flesh and blood is involved, it's not that funny. I do think no. that they, they didn't said have a lot of what we said, and I have yeah. that. I, I wasn't talking about live-action cartoons. I said Wiley e. Coyote. Yeah. Yeah. Um, however, fuck both of them. I didn't say twerp, but you know, I'll add that to my that little twerp, smart, that smart little mouth. Yeah, on that twerp, you <laughs> fill it with wow. monster soap and make them gargle it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> um, um, so, how did it do in the box office? Amazing, um, yeah, just yeah. like the first one. So, uh, last weekend when it first opened, we're a week behind seeing it. It was, um, it passed. Dracula, which had just set a record for, you know, largest November opening with like 30 million. Uh, Home Alone made 31 in its opening weekend. But what's really impressive is in weekend number two, it's down to only 28. So basically held on to, you know, uh, its audience week to week, which is unusual. Um, Aladdin, despite, you know, uh, we talked about Aladdin like being in a weirdly uh, small number of theaters. This is the weekend where it um, added a ton of theaters and it made 20 million. So it's got Gross. competition from Aladdin, like for the, the family audience as well. And it's got competition from the sexy adult audience with bodyguard coming in at number three, sexy with, adult audience. <laughs> 16, 16 million <laughs> drop your kids off at home alone or Aladdin Although Aladdin had its moments and uh, see <laughs> Kevin Costner. What did you say? Cradle? Whitney Houston? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So um, Dracula is dropping off <laughs> significantly. <laughs> but yeah, um, we'll see how long. We won't see because we're probably going to change time periods. But uh, Home Alone 2 is going to have a fairly long life at the box office. Nothing like the first one. I'm pretty sure it's going to going to tail off for quicker than that. Okay. So, drumroll, new release or old news? What do you guys think of Home Alone 2? I'm going to go first this time. And I'm going to say it's old news because it's just like the first one, but not as good. Derek? Mm -hmm. I'm going to say new release and don't watch the first one. <laughs> oh, that's okay. an interesting that way, experiment. That you're, surprised, okay. you're surprised by the, the concept. Okay. Yeah, I, I can't really think of a way. I I do like Derek's angle. Mm -hmm. um, if you could just only watch one, which one would you recommend to people? I would probably still say the first one, but I do like that. Uh, it is it is more of everything from the first one, so maybe it would work that way. But I'm going to have to go old news as well. So it'll be two to one. Um, old news. Only, old I new. mean, I, you, you kind of broke my my brain because Derek, because like, I, I don't think the, I don't think they're both old news. Like 
so the franchise is still vital and it's an important piece of like family film history macaulay culkin's Mm -hmm. like so i do think it's still iconic but you could we could probably do with just the first one but i like your i like your approach too Mm. all right so too old and new um so how early 90s is home alone 2 from zero to 92 based on fashion music actors different tropes throughout um right now we have let's see our highest rating is well the mighty ducks (laughs) with the 92 out of 92 um and then we have hellraiser 3 with an 83 and singles with a 90 and aladdin with an 87 is this up there what do you guys think it's very New York, and I can't really put a time period on New York, aside from the fact that the toy store is no longer there. <laughs> so it was there in the 90s. Yeah. Um, cat The cab, old school cabs, old school, you know, like flight or like airports. Um, yeah, I don't know. This was this is kind of a tough one. I mean, it's definitely pretty damn 90s i'm trying to see what we gave home alone but i can't find it right away so yeah i i mean it's not gonna it's probably not gonna pass mighty ducks but i don't know i mean we're not evaluating quality here we're evaluating just the um just the stylistic choices the actors i still think mighty ducks is more iconic because it was the first one but i don't know if that logic this one yeah it's kind of like ninja turtles versus ninja turtles 2 (laughs) where i want to give it less points yeah but it just leaned in more to everything the first one did so i don't really know how it deserves any less points than the first one um i think it's right up there high 80s or you know 90 ish at the most Ashley. Yeah. Ashley. Well, I was trying to think. Was it higher than Aladdin? Oh my God! I found out what we gave Home Alone. What ninety? Yep. Yeah. Shoot. <laughs> Perfect score. I, that's I, what I, I think. Assumed. I don't think we should give it that high of a score this no. time around, especially compared to the other films. Yeah, I'd give it like an eighty-six. Best but, year ever. Okay, yeah. so you want to give it one less than Aladdin? Aladdin. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. Um. I, I do think that the bar for a sequel should be higher. Like, if all you're doing is repeating right. something that's been done before, sure. you don't get, like, the creativity points for being, right. like, representing the, the time period because you it was already, <laughs> you were just following the template. So, mm-hmm. okay, that makes sense. All right. So, 86 for Home Alone 2. All right. So, each week when you watch a movie, we take something from the movie and put it into our new release gift shop and then sell it. Um, we have quite some odd items right now for Christmas <laughs> and I just saw the last one you guys added. So there's a magic orgy bed. Which... <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, it pairs with the mini magic carpets to. Oh, I see. Weird. Okay. Great. And then there's, uh, um, Mr. Ear, like a Mr. Potato head, but for ears <laughs> and, um, there's blood bees where you can have bees that make blood. It's a lot of horror themed stuff. So yep. maybe something for kids from this movie. Maybe, maybe. We still um, need to get rid of those new release soundtracks. We, we can are... make a Christmas soundtrack. Yeah. We should, we should need to add more, Derek. I'm just kidding. <laughs> We've got plenty of uh, material there to make 
uh, bonus CD, but I, I don't know. So there's, what's our own version of the talk boy? You know, that's what we need. We need like an iconic piece of new release merch. That what if people can, can be our voices? Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, new release talk boy. I like it. Uh, have... Drew, Ashley, and Derek. New release. So... It's the da- it's called um Daddy Talk Boy because our initials are D A D. Daddy Talk Boy. Daddy Talk Daddy Talk Boy. I am so down with that. Like, Google that right on. now and, and see what comes up. I'm oh, definitely sure. not so, going to. I was to. about to Google it and I was like, no. <laughs> Do not do that. Um sweet. So coming into stores next week, Daddy Talk Boy, where you can have our voices and make us say terrible or great things. Um, cool. I like that one. Yeah, it's good for all Christmas lists, all yeah. ages. Okay, um, well, yeah. What are we watching next week? <laughs> good question. When Christmas movie? <laughs> um, we have a trailer for a movie that has many names. I've talked about it before, but it is yeah. basically controversially the movie that inspired home alone and sued home alone for completely ripping it off. And it's better in every single way. Boom. Awesome. (laughs) And it's French. Is it a cartoon? Nope. (laughs) December 24th, midnight hidden under the dining room table. Oh, Thomas waits for father Christmas. But what he does not know is that he is about to experience the most frightening night in his entire life. This is scary. I cannot wait to watch this. Shotguns, knives. Yeah. Santa Claus. Oh, man. You won't believe, like, the parallels. He finally met his match. And it's pretty, it's pretty definitive. Mr. Xmas. It's pretty definitive. We'll talk about it next week, but yeah. this movie was it. conceived and released, and, you know, all elements of it were created before Home Alone. The only question that maybe we can find a few more answers to is if anybody that was working on Home Alone knew about it or not. Uh, yeah. But there's no, like, the timeline is crystal clear. This, nobody in America had, like, audiences shouldn't have been expected to have seen it. But right. it's very, Hollywood very people, oh, maybe. Save it, when save did it, it for come next out? week's podcast. 89. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. I'm excited. I'm so fucking stoked for this. Yeah. All right. Well, um, that's it for this week. And that's it for 1992. Farewell to... Aww. Another fun early 90s time period, but we have a really exciting December ahead. More about what our theme in time period is going to be next week. If you want to follow along, you can subscribe by searching New Release on Spotify or Apple or follow at New Release Podcast. We're going to be doing a special cover art for this upcoming series. And you're going to want to look out for that. Ashley? That's a Kevin. Shout out John Williams. 
iconic composer. <laughs> we never remember. We never shot any composers until the end. The score is really important. So it was produced by John Hughes. Yes. He wrote the first one. Also the director of Gremlins. Just for Columbus. 